Hello there. Welcome to Positive Changes, a self-kick podcast. I'm your host, Shelley F. Knight. I'm a former nurse and clinical hypnotherapist, term podcaster and author of Positive Changes, a self-kick book and Good Grief, the A to Z approach of modern day grief healing. In each episode, I aim to share my clinical, spiritual, and personal experience to help you feel inspired to create your own positive changes in life. Fear not, it's not just me. Each week, I will bring on a new guest and they will share their authentic story of positive change and the tools that they used on their journey. So if you're ready to be inspired, let's go. week I'm joined by the most gorgeous lady who shares how she had a traumatic relationship breakdown back in 2016. What I love about this story is just the positivity and the spirituality within Karen's story. I just got an email from him saying can't do this anymore I'm breaking up too and he wasn't from Ireland and he said he had gone back to his home country. So he was like, I've gone back home. I'll have your stuff shipped back from where we were living. And he was essentially like, that's it. And he disconnected his phone. He, I obviously replied to the email. He didn't reply. And that was essentially it. Never heard from him again. So as you can imagine, the second I read that email, I mean, I just felt like my the pain, I felt like my body and my heart just exploded. I was in complete shock. I couldn't stop crying. It was just like all the the trauma. And it was just like, I instantly went into victimhood. Come join us now because I'm sure you'll have moments where her words resonate with you or you feel inspired to go and try some of the tips and tools she shares. So let's join Karen now. Today on the show, I am joined by the wonderful Karen Maloney, who's a coach and she's host of Curiosity and the Consciousness podcast. So hello there, Karen. Hi, Shelley. How are you? Lovely to connect. Thank you very much. It's been a bit of a sticky one, hasn't it, trying to connect? We've had a lot of technical issues in the times we've tried, so I'm trusting this is divine timing. Yes, we committed, we agreed and we trusted and here we are today. Yes. Now, we have so many different stories on the show but yours just really, I guess, intrigued me is the word if I'm looking for it. So share what happened to you way back in 2016. Oh, it intrigued me as well. Still intrigues me the fact that it even happened because I feel like <laughs> such a different person. Life feels so different. It's like, what? That actually happened? But um, yeah, it was, it was traumatic at the time. Um, my ex who I was going out with at the time Basically, we had been together for almost three years and we moved abroad and I was at home in Ireland to visit family and friends and things like that for a trip. And during that time, I just got an email from him saying, can't do this anymore. I'm breaking up with you. And he wasn't from Ireland. And he said he had gone back to his home country. So he was like, I've gone back home. 
I'll have your stuff shipped back from where we were living. And he was essentially like, that's it. And he disconnected his phone. He, I obviously replied to the email. He didn't reply. And that was essentially it. Never heard from him again. So as you can imagine, the second I read that email, I mean, I just felt like my, the pain, I felt like my body and my heart just exploded. I was in complete shock. I couldn't stop crying. It was just like all the, the trauma. And it was just like, I instantly went into victimhood and trying to analyze and figure out where exactly did it go wrong? Why I shouldn't have done this? I shouldn't have done that. Why did I say this? Maybe if I didn't do that, da, da, da. like going back through every moment of our time together to see what did I miss? What, you know, just driving myself insane. So that's essentially what happened in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> Bless you. I, mean, I think we've probably all been there, haven't we? Like when a relationship breaks up, you know, you're sort of like, you know, if only I hadn't said that, is there someone else? What could I have more? God, I shouldn't have worn those baggy pajamas, you know, whatever you think, you know, is to blame. Yeah. What's and I think, reason? to be honest, I think in a lot of, I'll get to that. Um, I think in a lot of situations, we instantly just go to victimhood, no matter what the situation. I think we instantly just take it on and move into victimhood of it's all my fault, even though, you know, it's hard because it may not have been our fault but obviously we were I, I'm a character in my life so there was something there as well and was there a reason I mean I don't actually know like he had been going through a difficult time but I've kind of learned stuff since then that I actually just don't know I actually think he was a really traumatized troubled person who and this is not blaming who wasn't willing to deal with their issues and obviously I wasn't a fully connected person to myself in the first place to even be a match for that type of relationship so that's where I'm saying the self-responsibility piece as well not that I could have told you that at the time and a lot of people don't want to hear that part either but it's true I'm the common denominator in my life so um, he'd been going through some difficult times uh, he was having different issues and I just genuinely think he got really in a bad funky place and for myself I came to a level of acceptance afterwards because I had to just kind of find an end for myself because I wasn't hearing at the back and it was clear I was not going to hear at the back so I was like okay well I need to put this to bed in some way for myself because I can't live with all these questions driving myself insane not having the answers for the rest of my life because I just can't do that to myself. So there was a part of me that was like, I don't know why he did it that way. And I never will. And maybe I won't fully understand, but I can also accept that. And especially having undertaken my own inner journey and seeing how blind we are to our own things, I can accept that in what, whatever was going on inside of him, this was the only way that he knew how to do it. This was the only way that made sense for him. And in one sense, I'm really grateful because I can see now that I was, I was that pure empath. I just wanted to fix. It's like, I can fix it. It's all okay. I'll, I'll fix it. You know, I just wanted things and people to fix. And I would have kept going back. I would have kept, you know, trying again because there have been moments before and that's exactly what I did. You know, there have been red flags, but I ignored them because I lived in hope and it was like, you know, 
it's okay, we can fix this. So I have to, in one sense, give thanks to him for doing it that way because he gave me the opportunity to not be able to do that, which was really hard. But now I can see that was actually a blessing in disguise because I would have been that person who would have kept going back and God knows what or how much worse it could have got. So for that, I'm deeply grateful as well. And maybe something in him knew that. I don't know. Yeah, it's very strange, isn't it? Like nowadays, we've got so much around us to enable us to communicate more, like you know, the text messages, the emails, the lives and things like that. But it is a strange use of it, isn't it? But then I think, oh, then you was away that weekend. You've gone back to Ireland. So maybe, you know, you didn't could get a phone signal. Maybe it was just, you know, it's like writing well, a letter, like the modern thing. Yeah, there was definitely phone signal in that. I don't know <laughs> why any email or anything like that. Maybe it was just be done and gone. Bless you. And so you've never heard of him since? It was just like, you know, I'll no. send you stuff. Yeah, oh, well, that's what he said in the email, but actually that was a whole other trauma that happened a couple of months down the line. None of my stuff ever arrived back. So I actually lost everything because we had packed up and moved, moved. So I had lost, I mean, I just came home with a little suitcase for a couple of weeks. So I'd lost clothes, shoes, bags, sentimental items, jewelry, like books, everything, even kitchen appliances and things like that. Nothing ever arrived back. That was a whole other trauma to deal with after the initial acceptance that okay this is he's not coming back so I need to process this and move through it and get on with my life again versus sitting waiting hoping and living in fear and driving myself insane you know the dog is knocking at the door there if anyone hears that <laughs> but um so that was a whole other piece down the line but I learned so much from from both of them and what really was the catalyst for starting me all to process it and look at it in a different way and really do my own healing and go on that inward journey was a couple of days after that email I, I don't remember exactly but I remember it was pretty soon afterwards I was in bed one day, I mean, as I was every day since I read that email, <laughs> just crying and in hysterics and driving myself insane trying to figure it all out. And one day in, in the midst of this like crying fit as well, I just all of a sudden felt, it, felt this immense calm and serenity just wash over my body. And I remember at first I was like, and then I just heard a voice and it was like, okay, Karen, you've two choices here. You stay exactly as you are, miserable, missing out in your life, driving yourself insane, not talking to anyone, not eating, whatever, being miserable. Or you accept this as your reality as you move forward. And it was like in that instant, everything just changed. It was like a veil was lifted off my eyes. And I was like, oh yeah, this has happened. I can't unhappen it no matter how many tears I cry no matter how much I try to figure it out, I can't unhappen this. So I did, I moved into acceptance and then I started processing the emotional pain because it was like, it was so much easier from that moment forward, but it wasn't as if it was easy, but I just had this whole new level of, I just moved into acceptance instantly. And when you move into that energy, it's, you have the ability to move forward. You have the ability to pivot. You have the ability to process. You have the ability to 
kind of see things differently, to make new choices, to do your healing. Because, and that comes in any way, shape or form. Acceptance is the first step. Because even when you think of the energy, when I wasn't in acceptance, I was resisting, I was fighting, I didn't know where I was. Whereas when I was in acceptance, I just dropped in and was like, oh, okay, right, yes. This has happened. Okay, so does that mean I need to destroy myself and be miserable for the rest of my life? No, it actually doesn't. It means I need to heal, I need to process. And this was probably the first time ever I actually allowed myself to heal because I was that person who just suppressed, avoided, ran, didn't feel, I didn't, I, I didn't know how to feel, I could say, honestly. So it was like, it was like, oh, okay, these are emotions, they're transients, I get to feel them. And you know what, actually, when you allow the process, I didn't live in that misery all the time. Yes, I had moments when I started thinking about it again, I felt all the panic, all the fear, all the sadness, all the frustration, all the whatever, but I allowed it. And then I came back to actually living my life and moving on. And gratitude was huge as well in that time to be like, actually, you know, the more I look around myself, the more I give thanks for actually what I do have, I was like, oh, I'm actually okay. I am actually totally okay. Yes, this was a event, but actually it's over, it's done, it's in the past. I need to do my healing, but it's still my life and I get to live it and I still get to be happy and joyful and loving and not carry this. Like, why would I destroy myself in that way? You know, so, so much came up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just find it fascinating because, you know, so many people could have got stuck in that victimhood and that woe is me and he did this to me and I can never trust again, I can never love again. But it yeah. sounded, I'm sure it's not, please correct me. It sounded like almost like a spiritual awakening. Like you just had absolute clarity, this calm washed over you. And it was a real plot twist in your story. As you say, you're the main totally. character. Totally. And I can say at the time, I didn't have that language. I didn't know that's what happened. It's only from like going further on my journey and like reading things. I was like, oh my God, I think that's actually what it was. I had a full on awakening in that moment. And it definitely was because when you have an awakening and it's like an experiential shift, you know, your whole energy shifts that you're no longer, it's not just a thought, you've had an experience in your body that has had an energetic shift. So, oh, like, yeah, there's no words to describe it because it's such a feeling. And again, that doesn't mean that it was all rosy and perfect from there. Absolutely not. I had my work to do. That's actually when the work started. You know, I had my work to do to actually heal myself because again, you know, it's that truth of nobody's coming to save us and nobody's coming to fix us. You know, it's all on us. And that can be a blessing and a curse. It depends on your mindset and your perspective and where you're focused because it can seem like a big responsibility. It's like, oh my God, still to this day, some days I'm like, oh, I know it's all on me. Can someone just, you know, save me here, you know? It's a responsibility. But actually then when I just get over that, it's like, oh no, this is incredible because actually I am the creator of my life. I have all that power, but we just don't know that. And we haven't been given the tools and the resources. So we just kind of live often feeling like a victim of life, you know? And I'm not saying, it's not about denial either. You know, it's perfectly fine to feel those things and to go through 
that like idea of blame and you know oh he's such a this that and the other but at the end of the day as well it's like <sighs> I have this other friend who used to always say to me when we were traveling a couple of years ago because I was obviously I don't know saying what he should or shouldn't be doing and all these different things and he used to just look at me and he'd be like that's just your opinion Karen and it used to piss me off so much because I was like, no, it's not my freaking opinion. Like, how dare you? Da, 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 da. But then I'd say with it and I was like, oh my God, he's so right. It is just my opinion. And it's always just my opinion. And the thing about it is, is I can have my opinion about my ex and, you know, what an asshole or whatever he did or how could he do such a thing or blah, blah, blah. But the actual truth is we have no idea what is going on inside of another person. Like no idea. Nobody is genuinely born an absolute freaking monster. Nobody, 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 nobody is born that way. We learn who we are through our environment, through our experiences. So I just have so much compassion that I genuinely have no idea what was going on inside of them, what might still be going on inside of them. I don't know. So again, it's just my opinion. And it's like I mentioned earlier as well, that idea of everything's a learning and a teaching because it's like, okay, well, what is it, what was it in me that actually attracted him in the first place? You know, that actually thought that this would be a good fit. And that's, that's the self-responsible piece. And when we have that attitude and mindset, we learn and we grow from every single situation. Because that's why I call myself an inside out coach, because it all comes from within us. It all starts from inside of us first. So if we can look at things, move out of victimhood and look at it as growth and a learning opportunity. Well, again, we can learn so much about ourselves. And the more we learn about ourselves, the more we elevate, the more we step into our creative power. And we actually create the life that we do want versus just putting up with something that comes along that maybe we didn't really want yeah I, I love how you mentioned that we had a wonderful guy on recently Ted Smith and he'd been in an abusive relationship for pretty much half his life it's from 17 to sort of like 32 or 34 and you know he'd had that sort of realization that growth towards the end and he broke away from that relationship but he said like what you're saying like when you attract things and when he looks back he realized actually he kind of abused himself with the negative self-talk neglecting the body yeah. the food and the drinks you know things like that and you say like when he looks back like people might think oh you know in my opinion like you've been in this horrible abusive relationship but when you look back he'd kind of attracted it because he hadn't really treated himself much better completely and I can look back when I look back on my younger self as well oh my god I have so much compassion for her because I see a girl who did not know herself, who was terrified to be herself, who felt so afraid to express and actually say what she wanted and would kind of just put off and people please just to be liked and not to be rejected and all these kind of things. So it is so true. And again, you know, we are the character in our lives. Like we are the common denominator in every single thing that is happening in our lives, every single thing. So we can keep blaming and keep changing the exterior situation, but that energy, that feelings keep, is going to show up again because we haven't gone within and cleared it in the first place, what it is that's lying there. And usually it's like a limiting belief that we've picked up that's not even ours, that we're totally unconscious of, that's driving us. 
So it's fascinating. Yeah, you phrased it beautifully earlier. You said that you're uh, blind to your own pains, I think mm. how you phrased it. And I was like, we must all be like that. Yeah, that's why it's called the unconscious. It's the unconscious or the subconscious mind. And the, the hint is in the name, sub. We are not aware of it. And I can attest to that over and over and over and over and over again. Like the amount of times I've been like, oh my God, when you have a new revelation and new uncovering within yourself, I'm like, how can I be so blind? And when you have these uncoverings, you can actually see so clearly what was actually happening right in front of your eyes, but you weren't actually interpreting it or seeing it. You were creating your own imaginative story and not actually seeing what was in front of you. And it's like, oh my God. So there definitely are blind spots. And I think we probably have them for all our life. Like I still have moments of revelations because as far as I've discovered, I remember years ago, I wrote a blog called Up Leveling. And I remember at that stage, I just felt like I had just like, smash through some ceiling of consciousness or something that I was like wow like surely this is it I'm like oh my god I just felt like this sense of clarity and just again I can't describe it like language is so limited when you're trying to explain these things but I wrote that years ago now I'm it's infinite there is no limit except the limit we put on ourselves, the limit we put in our lives, the limits that we put in our thinking. As regards consciousness and the abundance of what's available in the universe, there is no limit. We can keep going and going and going and going, but again, that's our job. That's our responsibility. That's our work if we choose to do it or not, because we can also choose not to do it. And, you know, I can say I didn't for a long time in my life. I suppose that event was the catalyst for me to actually start walking my talk. Because I had been this person who was always really curious my whole life. I was always into the esoteric. I was always reading things, but that didn't mean I was actually using any of them. I understood them on an intellectual level. I got them. I was like, that makes total sense. But I was not living it in my daily life. It was not my lifestyle. Whereas that event was really the catalyst to be like, okay, I integrated them all. And it's like, I started walking my talk and now it's, it's just who I am. It's my lifestyle. It's no longer like years ago, maybe just doing the yoga practice, being very present and conscious and connected to my body and breath, and then running around like a mad woman for the rest of my life and criticizing myself and judging myself and being so harsh and being irritated and impatient and whatever it is. That's not the point of it. You know, the point is to integrate. So it becomes us. It's, it's our higher truth and the truth of us living in that space. I love that. So you have like acceptance was the first thing that you had to do. I, mean, I Is it the same as surrender? Or is it not? Because surrender is kind of giving way to, I suppose, acceptance is um, more of awareness. No, for me, I find it a different energy because acceptance is in your power. It's like, okay, I see it, I accept, I'm willing to move forward. Whereas surrender, I think so. Acceptance for me as well feels, because I'm very into energy, it feels like an action step. Like it feels like, okay, now I have a bit of space, I can think clearer again, I can move forward, I can do something. Whereas surrender, for me, I often feel like it's like, um, Surrender, I would use more in manifestation as in this idea of holding on loosely, 
you know, you, you're putting your ideas, your feelings, what you desire out into the field, and you're kind of in that, it's not a waiting, because you're not meant to wait, <laughs> but it's that idea of, okay, it's done, um, I hold on loosely, I let it go, and I keep going with my life, and it will appear. So yeah, for me, they're two very different energies. Yeah, no, I like that, because I think acceptance, as you say, you have to be aware, so you know what you're accepting with surrender, I had that a lot of my infertility journey. I would sort of just surrender to the outcome. So I'm not really accepting yeah. it. I'm just more of a trust than an action. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I would feel, feel the same. So, what other tools did you use? I mean, I'm hoping they're going to be big dollops of spirituality now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, there were so many and are so many still. Um, the first thing that came across my path that became a real different kind of practice was gratitude. Um, and again, when I had those moments of immense fear and panic gripped me, because I, I still had them where I just like, because that story that I was telling myself at that time instantly was my life is over like I will never be able to rebuild my life I will never be able to rebuild my life that's what was going through my head because again I'd left Ireland so I had sold my car quit my job cancelled all my bills like it was like gone you know so that was what was going through my mind so when I had that initial awakening I had major acceptance and clarity and could move into ease and peace and I was like okay yeah it's all okay but again I did have moments where that fear that panic would surge and I was like oh my god but how how am I ever going to rebuild my life and again I heard that voice just in a moment like that and it's like put your hands in your heart and start giving thanks and I was like what <laughs> yeah you know I was like the hell is this but I did it I remember at first I was like what, like what do I have to be thankful for but I remember one day specifically I was just standing in my bedroom and I was in my parents house because I didn't have money to rent a place or anything like that I literally lost everything and I remember I was literally standing there and I was like I'm so grateful for the walls I'm so grateful for the floor I'm so grateful for the bed and I felt like I was just rhyming things off but the more I did that again it was like this veil was lifted off my eyes and I got really really present because what I discovered is as well I always thought I was present, you know, a really present person because it was whatever day and I had this to do, whatever. But I can look back now and go, I was actually never, ever, rarely present because in my mind, I was always 10 steps ahead of myself. And I was actually so anxious and I didn't even see it. I didn't even recognize it. Hello, big blind spots again. And I remember, you know, I used to go, I always loved like Reiki and integrated energy therapy in different modalities. And I used to go to this woman who's my integrated energy therapy master teacher. And every time she'd put her hands on my head and after the session, she'd be like, are you really stressed, Karen? And I was like, no, because I never felt stressed, you know? But she was like, your head is just mine. I'm like, because it was so normal for me. I was so used to this anxious energy that I actually didn't even notice it. I thought I was so calm. So what started to happen with this gratitude practice was this immense presence and like this silence in my head. And I'm like, oh my God, this world is actually incredible. Like, look at all the stuff we have. Like, who the hell made all this stuff? Like, where does it all come from? How does this even exist? And just this sense of wonder and awe and gratitude. And that really helped me as well, because I'm like, 
I am actually okay. And I actually have loads. Like I have heat, I have food, I have health, I have like everything. So gratitude was definitely the first step bar none. And since then, it's just evolved. Like it's more into energy work. I trained in energy work itself, uh, breath work, you know, again, and it's probably one of the simplest and the easiest and the best tools that I come back to like every single day, a million times a day. It's just my breath. It's just like, well, yeah. And anytime I do that now, because it's such an ingrained practice in me that simply by putting my hands on my heart and taking a breath, it's like all the craziness melts away. And I would say nearly 99.99% of times when I do that now, when I'm feeling in a panic, all caught in my head, I'm not connected to the present, the body, I've kind of forgotten myself, I'm feeling full of fear and worry and panic. And I'm like, oh my God, thinking the worst is going to happen or whatever, you know, as happens all of us. When I do that, 99.9% at the time, when I come back to my body and presence, I'm like, oh, everything's actually okay right now. Right in this moment, there is actually no threat. It is all just my thoughts and that's what it's all about it's learning to discipline our mind or thoughts so breath work is probably the one of the easiest and simplest once you build the practice because it takes time because you know first few times i did it i'd be like what the hell is this because i'm still in my head you know so breath work yoga tapping um meditation i'm a student of a course in miracles i meditate on one of their principles every morning like so many things that and it's just been a natural evolution and that's the thing when you're really centered and grounded and connected to your soul and your truth and your alignment these things just appear and it's like oh okay yeah that seems interesting i'll go do this now and i'll go do this now whereas i was that person before going oh i have to do this and if i don't do this then i can't do that and i was just adding more stress and anxiety to myself but again i didn't really see it at the time it was just so normal to me i thought that's how everyone was i think we've probably you know all been through it or going through it as you say mm-hmm. that we expect you know that there's a lovely guest on recently Aggie Hill and she was just like ticking the boxes like yes you know engaged to be married top her in the company bringing in the most money yeah. and she was ticking all the boxes this kind of bizarre shopping list that society gives us what's your name job do you have children are you married yeah. and she was ticking it all but her mental health was ticking away and she just yeah. ha- was absolutely side bombed by a panic attack out of the blue but it wasn't yeah. really out of the blue she just wasn't aware until that yeah point. there's it always signs normal. along the way yeah there's always signs when we look back it's like oh my god totally didn't take any bit of heat to that you know and unfortunately I think it's actually part of the human predicament now as well I think we're all meant to go through this because you know and it's it, it's really really sad sometimes because I was that person as well you know just doing achieving striving going pushing you know trying to be this perfect person but inside inside feeling a bit and numb and dead and eventually I was just like what the hell like no this is not how I want to be for the rest of my life and I had backpacked and traveled straight after university and that experience started coming up for me again in 2017 when I was like I was in a job, I used to do events management and I loved it. But then I was, I had moved, I was in the charity sector and I loved that. 
but you always think the grass is greener on the other side. So I moved to more corporate and wedding events and I absolutely hated it. It literally sucked the soul out of me. And I was in that. And after a year, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, yeah, I have money, but I have no time. And I'm really not that truly happy if you ask me. I'm like, so I remembered that my backpacking days and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. I know when I remember back in those days, when I had very little money, I was so freaking happy. So I was like, I'm quitting, you know, because my life, my time is way more important to me than just these material things. So that was a huge step as well. And that was a huge leap. And I mean, I was terrified because I still have this human mind that likes to tear strips off me, hypothesize all the greatest fears in the world. But I knew, I just, I, I can see that I followed my intuition for so, all of my life without me knowing. Because I was that person always trying to fit in, you know, be perfect. But I was always pulled in different directions. I was pulled off to travel, the only one of my friends. I was pulled off to quit my, you know, doing all these things. And for so long, I was like, well, what's wrong with me? You know, why am I always wanting to go off and, you know, freaking quit or do crazy things? Whereas I'm like, oh my God, I'm so grateful because that was my soul guiding me all along. And even though I didn't have words and it seemed like the craziest thing to me because I was so in my mind and I wanted to have everything so logical and predictable, that's where I lived. It had to, I had to be able to figure it all out, know how it was all going to work before I take action. And that can never work. But that's how I tried to live. But yes, I would go off and do these things that seemed like all of a sudden, but I, it was just something calling me. So I had that same feeling, even though I had these fears, I was like, well, I, I know, like, I know there's something within me, there's something greater calling me, so I'm going to follow and trust. And that's exactly why I'm here in Mexico again, because I got that call at the end of 2019, I just felt it in my bones. And again, I had that mind going, what the hell are you doing? You're mad. Are you going to Mexico? Blah, blah. And I only booked my flights in January, 2020. And at that time, and I felt this call like November 2019. So I was like, okay, I'm going, I know to trust. I don't know why, but I'm going. And when I was booking my flights in January 2020, I was looking at like May, June, July or something to allow my mind to acclimatize. And I just kept hearing the voice, it has to be January, February, it has to be January, February, it has to be January, February. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I booked my flights for early February. I left like, you know, three or four weeks later. And again, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It never makes sense at the time, but that's when we have to take the leap and follow and we get the information afterwards. But that's where so many people live in fear, like I did years ago, even though I still followed, I lived in that fear, paralyzed, needing to know exactly how it would go before taking that leap. But that's not the way intuition works. If you have a niggling, if you have a calling, if you have a feeling, if you have a sensation, that is your gut, your intuition, your soul calling you. And the only way you know how it's going to work out is by actually following, is by taking the steps. Because even with all the best planning in the world, we can never, ever, 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 ever know how something is going to turn out until we take the action. And it's really sad that most people prefer to live with an underlying sensation feeling of, Meh. like I did for so long. It's like, mm, well, like it's grand. I should be happy because, you know, I've got a job and I've got money and I've got storage. You know, this is what society says I should be happy with. So maybe it's just me. It's just me who has this feeling. But no, we all do. It's that 
it's but again unless we're willing to take the action nothing's going to change you know it's either put up with that underlying feeling of Ugh. and then sometimes the universe steps in and you see it so many times and I've spoken to so many people on my podcast as well as I'm sure you have of people who suffered massive you know depression illness all sorts of catastrophes because we can't live out of alignment with our true heart forever you know sometimes something will come up or maybe sometimes you can but then you know you ask yourself are you truly living and I can look back at my older days and I was like oh my god this poor soul I have so much like I was just existing I was just going through the motions I actually was not living because living means being open being away to it all feeling it all feeling is the most important thing and that means good bad and indifferent but if you allow yourself to feel, they shift, they process. You know, emotions are transient. They only get stuck when we stop them, when we hold on, when we shut down, when we cower out of fear. You know, fear, fear is always there. But the reality is, most of the time, they're irrational fears. They're caught in our mind. They're not actually a life-threatening fear that is in front of us in our life. That was a bit of a better out than in love that's what I think better out than in yeah it's just that overcome I was brought up in a different energy no I love it I was just like smiling away when you said like your soul guided you because I like traveled when I was younger and I just go backpacking in Italy then I sort of did Mm. camp America and then I went off to Australia and you know and I just did it and my career you know it's not linear it's quite a beautiful zigzag actually sometimes maybe like a bowl of spaghetti who knows now they say life is a spiral it's not linear but we try to live a linear life and that's why we get ourselves in so many situations (laughs) you speak of the wisdom that I learned many years ago with my nursing from the patients that were dying and they said like you know we're just existing we weren't living and it is be happier live your life not you know someone else's version of it speak your truth you know like you're saying earlier, oh, your opinions you know speak your truth because it's better out than in yeah and I love that and I did really smile about when you said about this Mexico thing coming up in November 2019 because in November 2019 after about probably a year of procrastinating about giving up nursing the universe stepped in and it was just like get out now and wow. I could not explain it. And I was just like, oh, but my husband's just set up his own business, you know, yeah. and oh, it's, you know, you'll always have a job in nursing. And it was literally like the tarot card in tarot. If anyone does tarot, it's literally you mm-hmm. get out, we'll push you out. So I, I left the register. And then in January and February, I'm thinking, thank God I did, you know, because totally. I, I just couldn't do it. I'm, you know, a bit of an empath. And so, yeah, my, I had a very clear shift in November 2019. It's funny because I've connected, um, spoken to a lot of people who got a call towards the end of 2019 as well to make mass. And I'm sure many others did as well, who maybe didn't take the opportunity, but I've, I know a lot who also got an inner calling to be like, do this now. Um, and, you know, you said just exactly what you did right there is exactly what we do. You know, you get this call, you know, it's something bigger than you, but it's like, oh, but you know, my husband, his work is a bit unsteady at the moment. And you know, it's a great job. Like it's got stability. Like this is what we all do. And fine, maybe think about them, write them out, but then let them go. Don't try to figure it out because we can't figure it out. If you're feeling something, if you've got a call, if something lights you up, 
just go for it. Because again, you know, that's so beautiful that you spend time with people who pass. I'm fascinated by, you know, death and people who have near-death experiences and that because I just love hearing about them because again, it just reminds me to live. Like, I don't want to get to the end of my life and have all these regrets that I fucking worked too much or I didn't enjoy or I should have taken that opportunity. Like, no, I'd rather just go for it see what happens even if it doesn't work out like that's totally okay as well because again it all comes down to our mindset and our attitude and now I have the mindset that there's no such thing as failure because I cannot fail I can only learn and when I have that attitude of I cannot fail I can only learn it doesn't matter what's happening because I can always learn and I'm a forever student because in every single day in every single moment in every single interaction at times there's learning you know, and especially, again, it all comes down to us. You know, if we're feeling a, a constriction, a tension, a tightness, we want to defend ourselves or revolt or, you know, feel righteous. You know, that's touching something within us. Because, again, it's like it never really has anything to do with anyone or anything outside of us. Ever. Ever. And I know some people will be like, what the hell are you about? But when you come to the true truth of yourself, and the connection and the energy and how the universe in life works it's like oh it's never about anything or anyone outside of me so that's why it's always learning um and that's not to say you know we don't need anything or anyone outside of us no not at all we're in this physical 3d reality for a reason we're here to enjoy it and experience it as well but also it's this idea of being okay with you know, if things come and if things go, you know, and often we just try to hold on so long and it just ends up hurting us even more. So it's that trust that we're always being guided. You know, there's always learnings, there's always lessons. Actually, life is not out to get me. I am actually not a victim of my life, but maybe if I'm not in alignment with my truth in my heart, I'll have more challenging and difficult situations to try show me <laughs> to wake up to me, you know? And that's not to say when you are awake, you don't have challenges, you do, but they're different. And you have a different mindset and attitude coming to them. I think it's brilliant. I love the word like intuition and I dare to mention it and work with it when I was a nurse. But I think like listening today, I found it fascinating because I think as well as intuition, sometimes it's looking out for those signs and messages. So people think, oh, I haven't got an intuition right into that woo-woo stuff, but there are signs and messages you know totally. like a clear knowing or just that as I say a niggle call it what you want but I think mm -hmm. you know there's always support around us always and it comes different ways for different people and I definitely think it's becoming more and more common and people are feeling okay to talk about it now as well and accepting it more because you know the thing about it is it's like not woo-woo it's the energy of the universe and even as A Course in Miracles talks about you know there's two parallel universes happening at the same time there's the physical 3D reality that we're actually hearing can touch and taste and smell and all these different things and there is the invisible which is that energy that consciousness that is the universe it is source it is you know that guidance so it's always there it's all around us and you know when people are like oh I can't believe in that you know I can't see it I can't touch it taste it's like well you freaking believe in wi-fi and you can't see that and you believe in your thoughts and you can't see them you know like come on you know but I definitely I've seen huge shift even over the last couple of years like I 
just would see so many more people talking about it. But I think it more comes down to people rather say it doesn't exist or it's woo because they're actually afraid to trust it. And I think that's where the real issue is as opposed to not believing in it. Because I think most people get it, they know gut feeling or instinct or whatever, but it's that trust part that they're afraid of. So they just rather ignore it all entirely. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's put brilliantly. Mm -hmm. So you've, you've had these amazing tips and tools, you know, the acceptance, gratitude, energy, breath work, yoga, meditation and more <laughs> nature definitely nature. oh yeah she oh. saved me yeah mother nature saves me yeah my health totally. yeah <laughs> but if they had to choose one positive change today you know people sort of you know who are ticking those boxes or their life's ticking away whatever's happening in their life what one would you recommend well I'm actually going to say something different and not one of the tools and techniques because they're all there they're all available everyone kind of knows of the different modalities whatever there's lots of them but what I would maybe invite people to think about is just being curious about themselves you know allowing themselves to truly be curious about who they are what they want how they want their life to look and just lead with curiosity and see just like a gentle inquiry, a gentle observation of, do you really feel lit up in your life? Do you really feel, you know, the love that you are and have that pouring from yourselves? So, because I think that's having that curiosity led mindset, I think will bring you to all the tools and modalities that you need. Because again, I think it always starts with having that curiosity about ourselves going, am I genuinely who I am? Like I remember years ago, I couldn't, if anyone asked me who was I, I'd automatically go to my roles and titles. Or, you know, sometimes you know, I'd be at different events, they're like, describe yourself in three words. And I'd be like, I couldn't think of them because we don't actually know ourselves. We only know ourselves based off of what we've been told, what society or parents tell us who we should be and how we should be. And that's fine, that's an aspect of us. But that is not the sum total of us. That is just an outer part. So I think my invitation would be to start to get curious about your own heart, your own truth, your own soul, what truly lights you up, who you are beyond all the roles and the titles and the names. If they all disappeared in the morning, what would be left? What's there? Because I think once we start with that and give ourselves that curiosity and be led with those questions, we will find the tools and modalities that help us best to get there, whether that is meditation as well, or nature, or journaling, or breathwork, or tapping, or dancing, or whatever it is. We will be led to those as well. I think that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Now, bless you, you have a freebie for the listener today, so tell them about that. Yeah, so I have a little ebook on my website as well that's called Empower Your Morning, and it's five tricks to change the flow of your day because again you know I just learned to myself I was that person be like well it doesn't have to be morning or any time and sure you fit it in whenever but actually if we take just a couple of moments even two minutes in the morning to center to ground to connect to ourselves to make sure we're awake and aware and conscious and in our body well then our whole day can change because we're not at the mercy of our day you know we've all had those days we get to the end of the day and we're like oh my god I didn't even do what I wanted to do today I didn't even do that one thing that I needed to do because we just get pulled you know because life is busy you know we just get pulled in all directions 
So when we are centered and connected to ourselves in the morning, you know, we prioritize our tasks, um, what actually needs to be done. And we're more present in connecting with others as well. And knowing what's actually really important and what's not, what can wait, as opposed to just being pulled and then what we actually want to do doesn't happen. So empower your morning. And it's just on my website, on the homepage, which is karenmaloney.com. Fabulous. Thank you so much. I've loved your story. I know, bless you, you've come from like, rock bottom with you know being dumped by email then having no worldly possessions about you so thank you so much for sharing today oh thank you so much Shelley for having me it's been a pleasure if you enjoyed today's episode please make sure you subscribe and leave a positive review if you would like to create your own positive changes, you can buy Positive Changes, a self-kick book from all online book retailers or from ShellyFKnight.com. If you need a dollop of positivity until the next episode, come like and follow us over on Facebook at ShellyFKnight, life goes on. As always, I've been Shelly F. Knight and you've been amazing. <laughs>